I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Is that like the beginning of that song? Actually, the beginning of that song is... I th- isn't it? So, here's a story from A to Z. Gonna get with me. No, that's the breakdown. I don't remember what the start of that song. Maybe it is, yo... Tell you what I want. Really. I listen it's also to the start of the chorus. I listened to a recording of somebody calling uh, like a psychic, and they just recited the Fresh Prince song to the psychic. Nice. And then the psychic like gave them a reading. It's pretty good. Because <laughs> that's, that's what the Fresh Prince song is just a story. Yeah. It says this is the story of about how my life got turned upside down. Mm-hmm. It's flip turn upside down, but yeah. Oh, it's flip turn. Flip turn upside down. Mm, I missed that. On how my life flipped, turned upside down. Like it took a minute just to sit right there. Tay Hollow became the prince of a town called Bel Air. Doesn't he say Fresh Prince? I don't think so. There's definitely podcasts probably devoted just to Fresh Prince, right? <laughs> I if there's not, I would totally be in one. <laughs> just I want to watch that show from start to finish. <laughs> I would be like, all right, every episode is a new, is a new episode of the podcast. Uncle Phil was up to some shit again. <laughs> and then about every fifth episode, I'd be like, you know, he was the voice of Shredder in the, in the cartoon for uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 1987 and 1996, ran for 10 seasons. <laughs> Did you see the uh, the picture of Will Smith, like, bungee jumping? Uh-uh. It was a picture of Will Smith bungee jumping, and he took a picture of himself, like, upside down, and he looks exactly like the dad. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hilarious because he's Uncle great. Phil? Yeah, he looks exactly like Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil. <laughs> I haven't even drank any of that yet. You haven't. Uh, yeah, because he's got like a double weird double chin thing because he's hanging upside down and he's mm-hmm. graying and stuff. It's pretty fantastic, actually. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, what's going on? Uh, today was as we're recording this was a Pokemon Go Community Day. Oh, sweet! Was it just you again? <laughs> No, uh, there were hundreds of people, hundreds of maybe a bit. There were at least 150, 200 people at IPFW, and I just walked around the campus catching the special Pokemon, which was Dratini. Did okay, so I don't understand this. Was this something that was organized like by Pokemon, yeah, so they so unle- unleash them on purpose? Once a month, they do what's called a community day. Um, they started last month. Uh, presumably, it will go forward. And uh, basically three-hour windows. There are like three or four three-hour windows throughout the world. So that everybody like Asia and Australia, you have this three-hour window. And Europe and Africa, you have this three-hour window. Things like that. Uh, And so today, Dratinis were spawning. And they're a rare first-gen Pokemon. And I feel like we're evolve. getting dangerously yep. close to yep. talking about this seriously, man. <laughs> but okay, whatever. So yeah, they had, last month it was uh, Pikachu, everyone's favorite Pikachu. Uh, but he got the move Surf, uh, which is based off of Pokemon Yellow. And so it was an event, and this is the first time I've done anything at IPFW. There are so many Pokemon stops and gyms at IPFW. If you want to play it's a Pokemon local community Go, visit, college, visit, by the way. Your, this isn't visit, a Fort Wayne-centered yeah. podcast. So you should visit your local community college <laughs> campus or college campus. I'm sure there are a shit ton of Pokestops and gyms in there. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. 
I got exercise. I was outside. Uh, on my way back to my car, do you ever have like your nose is so cold that the snot just like you can't control it? It just comes out and it feels like your nose is bleeding, but mm-hmm. it's just snot. Yeah, I had that. Happen I have to the me. same thing happen with my rectum. Yeah, everybody has that. <laughs> <laughs> my poop is coming. I shut my nipple in a car door once. <laughs> I would say how, but I guess they're kind of out there. I mean, I didn't, it's not like I actually shut it in there like you one would shut a hand, but it was a car and I like went to close it, but I was still like halfway standing in. So like the exact corner of the car just grabbed my nipple mm-hmm. and just like, I had a scab on my nipple for a while. Ah. It sucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've had like a car door kind of scrape it and just like, ah, just like the flat side. It's bad enough. Yeah, it was, this was the, the corner. corner. It was the exact height that was rough. Ugh. Yeah, it, that sounds painful. It it sucked for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I you ever kick, I've kicked myself in the balls multiple times. <laughs> I don't know that I'm bending enough to do that. Um. So what I w- what I would do is I'd be like sitting on the ground or something, and then I would like put my hands flat on the ground, and then I go to go Indian style. So like. The bo- like the ratio of like height here is mm-hmm. the shortest thing on my body is my testicles. So when my heel <laughs> slides under me, I just kick myself in the nuts. <laughs> I've done that numerous times. I've sat on a testy before. That's no fun. I don't understand how we are built to not, and we don't just constantly <laughs> sit on our testicles. Yeah, it's, it's it doesn't horrible. make any sense. The, but, the but, testicles are the dumbest invention of mankind. Dumbest invention of evolution have i talked to you about my dog's testicles no so we got we got our our dog uh we adopted him said like oh yeah we went through the process of neutering him and everything blah 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 so we're taking him to the vet for the first time like hey we just adopted this dog we just wanted to give him a once-over to make sure he doesn't have some terrible disease that's communicable to people Mm mm-hmm um like okay i filled out the paperwork and like the the nurse takes me back the vet tech i guess right i think it's a vet tech so the vet tech takes you should me. look at his face when he was like <laughs> nurse that's just got to be a better word but that's the only one that's coming to me that's what his face said uh vet tech so the vet tech takes me back and she's like okay going over the stuff and she's like okay and he's neutered no he's not and I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, see that paper right there? It says neutered. They did it on this date. She's like, I don't know what to tell you, dude. I just felt, and he has a nut right there. So I'm like, okay. I don't. So in my head for the next couple minutes as we're going through the rest of the little questions, I'm just repeating, like trying to figure out in my head, how's this going to work? Yeah. If they said that he was, are they just going to pay this vet? to neuter him because i don't want to pay for it i already paid his like 300 dollars adoption fee or whatever mm-hmm. or, on the basis that he was neutered yes or do i take them to them and then they neuter him or what because i really don't want to pay that extra 100 bucks 200 bucks whatever it is yeah so she leaves and for the first time in my life i felt between a dog's legs because i kind of had to know what was going on right okay like i would just take somebody's word for it so but... i'm like come here boy I turn him around. I 
soft and <laughs> sensual. Uh, I bit his ear a little. Um, yeah. So I feel, and he's like a 60, 70 pound dog. So I've never felt a dog's testicles before. But in my mind, like I feel like I have some ballpark size that I'm anticipating, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm expecting grapes. Would you think that's probably fair? Uh, I mean, sure. Like I've seen horse testicles. I've seen other dogs. <laughs> How have you seen a horse testicles? Okay, never mind. I'm not going to get into that. What? I grew up in the country. I've never seen a cow's or or a bull's or a horse's nuts before. We had horses. Oh, I guess that makes sense. But you also had dogs, right? Yeah, I said that I've seen some, but I've never felt them. Okay. But, but my point is, is like I had this ballpark idea of what I was going to be going for. So I feel, and I'm feeling two peas. Okay. And I'm like, something is, this feels weird. Yeah. Literally and figuratively. (laughs) So the doctor comes in and he's like, "Uh I'm like, we just need to talk balls right now. Because I need to know how this is going to affect me. What's going on? And he's like, okay, we'll get to that. There's no problem. And the whole time, I'm still just like, balls. 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 (laughs) And so he ends up feeling, and he's like, "Uh, yeah, that's just scar tissue. Let me see. Let's flip him over here. Yeah, you can see that little tiny tattoo they put right there. That means that they neutered him. And I'm like, holy shit. This woman is a vet tech. This is what she does all day, every day, is feels dogs. She's probably felt a lot of ball testicles. Ball (laughs) testicles, dog testicles. Ball testicles also. Ball <laughs> testicles of all kinds. She told me that the dog still had testicles. Yeah, I've... Uh, yeah, mostly all the pets we had were, were female. And, like, so I've, I've never really been exposed to animal testicles. And now... I want to make that my ringtone. I've never been exposed to animal testicles. It's just that quote. <laughs> We were doing quotes for a while. That's got to be one of them. <laughs> yeah, bring that one back. Bring the, the gathering of quotes back. Uh, but we have four cats, as I'm sure every listener is aware. And one of them is female, one of them is neutered, and, and two of them are are not neutered males. And I didn't know that you just, like, see them all the time. And that, like, Wait, they're really furry. The balls or the... The balls. Yeah. They're just, like, there all the time. Yeah. I have a face. four-year-old who doesn't wear pants, so I see his <laughs> balls all the time, too. But these are, like... I mean, I get it. Uh, cats have fur all over their body. I wasn't expecting, like, this, like, furry... It lo- I haven't felt, but it looks like <laughs> the softest fur on his body... Is right there, just caressing his coin bag. We should start a business selling like ten thousand dollar cat nut sweaters, just made from like two hundred cats that we mm-hmm. that we chop their nuts off right. and use. Their they were humanely neutered, yeah. neutered. So we use and now their you scrotums. get to enjoy <laughs> yeah. the softness of ball fur. I like it. Yeah, I we could I think I like that a lot. Yeah. I'm going to delete that. <laughs> Just like all the other business ideas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. From we've, the we've made so many, m- m- many people tons of money with our ideas here. Yeah. It's true. 
Um, <laughs> I I did wind. I don't remember if I I should if I haven't done anything with it. I should redirect it to the podcast. But I did wind up registering Pokeswap Club. <laughs> did you? I did. I feel like if something happens, uh, I own at least part of that. Right? <laughs> uh, no, but you know I can choose to give you some of that. You could. Uh, I think we should start by choosing to give me a birthday <laughs> present, and we can work our way up from there. Sure. Just a thought. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a lot of confidence in that. Oh, i got billions of dollars now. Okay. Here's I'll buy your, you a button. Here's your $12 birthday present. There you go. <laughs> uh, I think the Pokeswap thing could work. I really do. I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand it at all, but just in my it technically opinion. violates the terms of service of the Pokemon Go app. mm so if, if you're, uh, but a lot of people give their phones to family members or friends who go on vacation mm-hmm. and be like, you have to give me this exclusive Pokemon mm-hmm. while you're in Florida. Get me a Heracross and a Corsella, Corsola, Corsola. Those are the ones you can get in Florida. Hmm. Sweet. Now it's getting geographically, geographically based Pokemon talk. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what's going on now. Yep. Um, so earlier we were talking about Will Smith. But that was the whole basis of Pokeswap. Yeah. <laughs> so you're right. No, you're don't right. say it wasn't relevant. <laughs> That's exactly my idea. You're right. Uh, earlier we were talking about Will Smith. Speaking of Will Smith, who's one of the stars of Evil Alter, Justin? The star, apparently, according to the credits, <laughs> is William Smith. <laughs> and so when, uh, this is okay. This is going to sound really bad, but. Uh, my not being able to recognize faces and everything. When I saw just the first hint that there's a black kid in this movie, I immediately went, "Is he? Is, he, is that? Is was he originally William Smith? Is this? Is this the? Is this like the, the his first thing? Uh, no, but he is someone somewhat famous. Yeah, he was in Maniac Cop." Why are you laughing right now? I said somewhat famous. Will Smith. Do you remember him in Maniac Cop? He was the guy with the gravelly voice. William Smith? Yeah. Okay. I meant... Okay. Whatever. I'm sorry. Were we talking about the wrong Will Smith there? I was was talking about Marcy Chong or whatever his name is. The, The son who gets kidnapped. Oh. My bad. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's fine. I was talking about William Smith, who was in Maniac Cop. You know who else is in Robert? <laughs> <laughs> who else was in Robert, Justin? Manny and Pedro. Uh, you know who else was in Maniac Cop? Who's that? Robert Zadar, oh, yeah, episode three. Yeah. And then I'm going to pull that in there. <laughs> Yeah, this is a dark cast. I forgot. Yep. Okay. We should probably record back. <laughs> Re-record that intro? Re- yeah. Let's do it. You got your script back out? Yep. Because it's, it's, we script it. I wish there were papers around for me to <laughs> rustle into the microphone. What? Oh, sorry. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. just in time. I thought you were talking to me. Yep. You said rustle. Hey, bada, 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 bada. Hey, bada, 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 swing, bada.
Evil Walter. Synopsis. Yeah. Uh... There's a small town that uh, people around the small town, kids, specific. <laughs> <laughs> that was not playing out well. <laughs> Maybe you should unplug your phone right now. That's a good idea. Hold until on. your phone is crinkle, needed crinkle, later crinkle, in the episode. Crunch, crunch, Goop. There we go. <laughs> We should have seen that coming. There's a reason this phone is plugged in. <laughs> That'll be later. Uh, so some kids go missing, and there's uh, an evil plan to do something. Be strong. I don't know. <laughs> there's an evil something. A, a there's, <laughs> William Smith is very evil and wants to be very strong. Overall, so he, th- overall thoughts on Evil Alter. Why do you keep making me watch these pieces of shit? <laughs> That's is, my overall thought. This is, this is a dark ass, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, why do you keep <laughs> making me watch these pieces of shit? I'm not looking for pieces of shit. I'm looking for Rob, Robert Zadar's mm. filmography. Oh, okay. Well, he was in a lot of pieces of shit, apparently. <laughs> he was. So, <laughs> uh, we start off, and uh, this dude gets... This dude kidnaps mm-hmm. this teenage guy, right? Yeah, off screen. He's just pre-kidnapped in the beginning of the film. And he's just hanging there with his shirt open. Yeah. And then uh, William Smith is like, what the fuck are you doing? What? Right. William Smith is like, Remy applesauce, blah, 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 blah. I think, I can't tell if he's trying to speak fake Latin or fake French. I think it might be a mixture of both. He's like a real actor, but I don't feel like he tried at all to do this. No one tried. He knew that this was shit. I think Robert Zadar tried. Robert Zadar gives this, uh, that's because Robert Zadar gives the same performance in every movie. (laughs) It's not trying. He just easily matched the style by showing up. He does. He, this could easily be Sam Hill, right? Yeah, this could true. be Sam Hill from Return to Frogtown. Mm-hmm. Is this that police officer and this police officer in this movie? Let me tell you what Robert Zadar is great at, which is yelling exposition at another character. <laughs> well, you know that you made a deal with him to kill your wife and have your new girlfriend. <laughs> he just yells exposition at a character. He's so, fun. He's so stiff. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so the 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 idea is William Smith is like a, a sorcerer, evilly guy, mm-hmm. and he has a conduit that does his bidding, and he needs to collect X number of murders. One hundred three. He needs one hundred and three children. Mm-hmm. The last one has to be a virgin. Mm-hmm. What? Why 103? Why a virgin? Because it's always a virgin. <laughs> wasn't, but, wasn't that a thing in uh, in the uh, what we do in the shadows? Like, why virgins? And like, because it sounds cooler. <laughs> <laughs> I don't necessarily remember that, but yeah. probably because that was a decent movie. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's 103 for no reason. Then it cuts to 30 years later. That's 
three a year that he the, he tells him to go collect them. The collector is at a rate of three a year. If he's like, you get 103 people, last one's a virgin, and then you get to be set free, and I won't kill you when I kill everyone else. I'd be like, well, that sucks, but I guess I'll... I mean, yeah, you're, give me, you're, give me point, two you're weeks. pointing a magic gun at my head, basically. Yeah, let's do this. Let's get this thing done. Not 30 years. <laughs> yeah, he stretches it out for quite a while. <laughs> I could be way better at killing kids than this guy is. Yep. Now, don't mean to brag or anything, mm-hmm. but if you need a job done, William Smith, Remy, Remy, applesauce, blah, blah, blah. It's me. <laughs> I think he might have said cranberry sauce. Instead of applesauce. Which will bring us back to a uh, previous episode. Mm-hmm. And our, our new uh, uh, trilogy, our new uh, podcast offshoot, which is the Cranberry Sauce cast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so now the original guy that was being abducted is the new uh, getter. Does he's he called the collector. The collector. So he's the new collector. Uh, and he decides he's going to abduct this boy from... A basketball game, which baseball game. baseball game. Sorry. So he's at this baseball game. What is the what league is this baseball game? Because they're it's, wearing jeans. They're wearing jeans, but they're also age range of twelve to twenty five, and it's intersex. Yeah, and he he he's the last guy on the team, and one of the guy like one of the guys hurts his leg. So then he subs into center field, and then uh, misses, uh, uh, tries to make a great play on a ball that winds up going over the fence, and the left fielder just makes fun of him mercilessly, so he just leaves. They keep playing, then she goes to try to find him, and they're still playing. They're down two men. (laughs) They're down two players. Huh? Yeah. Like, and the baseball game doesn't care. Yeah, there's referees or umpires too. Yeah. This is not. This is not. This, this is, a, is league. a league. Yeah, it's a league of some sort. Yes, exactly. Um, I do have sympathy for running away in the middle of baseball games, though, because uh, when I was little, played I was playing two houses down with the neighbors, and uh, we're playing, and it's like me, my friend, a couple of younger siblings, his younger siblings, and a couple of his older siblings. So you got enough for you know a good backyard game. Yeah, exactly. So we got six, seven, eight people, whatever. It's going fine. So I, we we have trees and uh, mitts or whatever that are roughly in the shape of a diamond that we use, mm-hmm. and I'm on the way to first base, and the one girl gets the ground ball and she takes the ball and throws it at the tree, and it hits the tree before I get to the base, and they're like, "You're out." I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's well, the, no way I'm out. The tree's the first baseman. And he obviously would have made that play. And <laughs> it was a decent throw. So then they played the card that they're older than me and that that's how it is in cuz I was in little league, right? And they were in uh I was in minors and they were in majors. Okay. So that's how it is when you get to majors, you can just throw it at the base. Like they're playing this card on me. And like to this day, I think about this and I get pissed off because that's bullshit. Okay, that is bullshit. so I'm like, no, that's bullshit. No, you don't know. You're just in minor league. Stupid Russ in the minors. We're in the majors. So I got pissed off, and it was only one. So it was our house, 
skip a house and then my neighbor's house. And this was like a huge move. This is like stealing the car level of like going out and doing my own shit. Because right. I walked home without calling before saying that I was on the way. Wow. Yeah. So then I got in trouble. <laughs> Such bullshit. Wait, you got in trouble for going home? Yes. That was never like if I left home, I had to call, but you had to call to return home. Well, it's because then like each had your parents rented more movies. <laughs> it's because then like my mom would step outside to watch me coming home because there were so many child abductions mm -hmm. in the Amish area that yeah. I grew up in. <laughs> uh, I don't think I actually like got in trouble, trouble, but it was more like Russell, you need to call. Yeah. But not enough. Like, I, that a girl I thought needed to be decapitated for what she had done. Like, I was pissed. She's history's worst I still monster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm glad we can agree on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure. Her, William Smith, pretty much the two most evil people. Mm -hmm. So, uh, he ends up abducting a little boy. Of, like, 12-year-old little boy. Uh, Probably played by, like, an 18-year-old character. Or actor. So. Character actor. Save yourself. Yeah. yeah. So. It's like Brian Dennehy. And he he gets him back. And William Smith is like, collector, here's the worst collector ever. Didn't I give you one fucking rule? It's been 30 years. You would think he would know. <laughs> and why can William Smith not do this himself? Like, at what point are you like, if I want something done right, I got to do it myself? Yeah. Well, I mean. Okay. So. Terry is the virgin for the last one, right? And so there's Terry uh, before her tank. So Alex would have been 101. If at 101 out of 103 and 30 years gone by, like how bad is this guy at his job that he still needs to be told, dude, fucking one thing. Don't steal from the same town. We'll look suspicious. <laughs> That's the one rule. One rule. <laughs> Otherwise, go fucking have some fun and put some kids in your knapsack. I love that. I love that he. Has, this is the point when he's gotten like discouraged. It's not at, like number four that he tries to cheat. He waits until a hundred and one <laughs> to cheat. Like he did so good. It's like. That's it's like, like I'm so close to the end. I'm just gonna phone the rest of these in. Exactly. It's like you you worked for a company for like a decade and you're going to retire mm -hmm. and then you steal on your last day of work. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, I fucking need this stapler. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to fire you. You lose your pension. <laughs> what? That's exactly what it's like. Yeah. So this idiot decides to abduct a kid from the town. So William Smith is kicks his ass and tells him to get rid of this kid. We can't, you don't eat where you, eat, you shit. You don't shit where you eat. Right. Yeah. Also, you don't eat where you shit, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think in general, that's the rule. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they abduct somebody else. Mm -hmm. And who do they abduct? Uh, Tank from The Matrix. Tank from The Matrix. Have you not seen The Matrix? I have. I didn't realize that was him. Yeah. I, he, I thought he looked familiar, and so I looked it up, and yeah, he's Tank from The Matrix. Huh. Interesting. And then I saw it, and I was like, totally. I totally see it now. This was like his first thing, I think. Hmm. Didn't Weird. realize that. Yeah. So they abduct him and Robert Zadar gets called in. Local sheriff. By the way, he, the kid, the uh, somebody's in the 
public restroom, asks for a towel, and then he just gets dragged into the stall. And I was like, ew, ew, <laughs> he's being dragged on that floor, ew. <laughs> this is a gas station in the country bathroom. That's not that's not clean. Oh, I'd much rather go to a country bathroom than an inner city bathroom. Mm. Inner city bathroom, like, they cleaned it eight hours ago, but it's been heavy traffic since then. This one, it's not very heavy traffic, but they haven't cleaned it in four years mm. out in the country. I disagree. I feel like we need to do some testing here. <laughs> okay. Field study. <laughs> uh, so, Robert Zadar gets called in. And he is the worst sheriff ever. Yeah. Uh, he's like, what do you want me to do about your missing kid? It, I, was, I, I thought they might turn it into a racial thing. It seemed like it might have been a racial thing. He's, I, he's a he's a black guy talking about how his kid got kidnapped. And then he's like, what do you do? He's like, I'm a lawyer. He's like, well, shit. The, I, I expected him to say, well, nothing. I'm unemployed or, you know. I shovel rocks for a living because I'm a dumb country bumpkin sheriff, so... Fuck. Next question. Uh, I, just, I guess I just don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, God, a call. Thank you. <laughs> breaker, breaker, one, nine. Uh, it, yeah, I'll be there. It was like some bullshit. What was the bullshit reason that Robert Zadar had to leave and not help with this missing kid? Because Terry just shot the collector. Yeah. It was a hunting accident. Yeah. But, I mean, to be fair... It's the country. He's one sheriff, and there was just a dude who got ganked. Yeah. So a kid that gets yanked versus a dude that gets ganked. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're similar. But but you're already at the you're at the point of the abduction. It's true. not like you get the calls simultaneously and you have some Sophie's choice. You have to decide which one to go to. You are already at the scene of the crime. Yeah. And you leave it with the father sitting there, who takes this whole thing remarkably well. Yeah. Like, he like loves he, his son, but he is composed, and... He, like, he goes to the restaurant where the the guy works, and sits down, and he's like, give me a beer, and he's telling a story to the guy, he's like, what's up with the sheriff? And then he's like, how long ago was it? And I'm expecting, like, he's been there for days, just looking <laughs> up, and he's like, it's been about three hours. I'm like, you're just chilling, getting a beer? It's been three hours. How are you this calm right now? Like, I understand you're a lawyer and you kind of know how to emotionally separate things, but come on. It's your kid. Well, even if you're not emotionally separating it, you're not doing anything. He's <laughs> staying at that place. It's not like he's waiting for Robert Zadar to get back with news because Robert Zadar is out not giving a shit about anything. Yeah. So, he's out yelling exposition. <laughs> so he, uh, uh, he went to the same school of acting as the coach from shocker sure yeah <laughs> those are the same characters yep <laughs> except robert Zatar did it poorly <laughs> at least when the coach did it i was like i believe that that guy would yell exposition <laughs> at somebody when robert Zatar did it, it just seemed stiff and tilted yeah stilted stilted is the word and bulbous <laughs> catcher's mitt there's a lot of baseball in this movie <laughs> Amazed me. There's a commentary on his face. Nice. So uh, we find out that uh, Robert Zadar is on the payroll for William Smith. Mm -hmm. Um, Is he actually on the payroll? What is his motivation for? Uh, Like because like the leaders know about it. Maybe it's like a conspiracy thing. Like 
I don't know. I don't know if he owns him or if it's a conspiracy. Like, the whole town, all the higher-ups know about it. And they're all going to get rich when he gets powerful or something. I don't know. Nothing is nothing is explained. Mm, no. Why he even needs 103 children, I don't think is even explained. No, I really don't know who he is. I just know he's evil and has an altar. And but. Be- potentially cajun <laughs> uh we should play that again right i should sure. do that all right so again here is the audio of uh will smith the not will so- smith william smith. william smith the sorcerer <laughs> uh casting a spell or just gibbering yeah <laughs> So, that was what we heard was Remy Remy applesauce. (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. Cranberry sauce. (laughs) I still say apple. Uh, And it's terrible. He's phoning it in so hard right now. I have my notes. Someone said cry die. And I don't remember. I remember it happening. I don't remember if it was William Smith or Robert Zadar. But somebody said cry die. And I don't know what that means. <laughs> That's all. I feel like this, and I would I'm, I would say this for Soul Taker as well. Both of these movies feel like they could have a solid concept if they were given uh, a writer. I mean, at least Soul Taker, it's executed okay. It's not a good movie. But it's executed It's executed way better than Evil Alter. Ooh, are we going to do this at the end? We're doing, we usually do this at the end. I guess. I, I think know. he just picked. He did just Maybe. pick. Maybe. I, I like Evil Alter better. Really? Yeah. The whole... Okay. I fell asleep for maybe 10 minutes in the middle of this movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to rewind. <laughs> just went... Uh, I... <laughs> like, I missed somehow Robert Zadar and uh, Mr. Long. I don't remember his name. Uh, like... Zadar was passed out and Long was in handcuffs. I was like, eh. <laughs> I don't know why that happened. I don't care. Uh, they end up fighting and there's a giant explosion. Yeah. <laughs> like, this movie sucks. It's the, not good. It's not the good. The collector like, jumps through. Like, the Terry, who shot the collector, has like is being inundated with bullshit. Like, the collector jumps through and throws his bullet at her, the one that she shot him with, and then a baseball goes through the window, breaks all a whole bunch of shit, and then unbreaks all that shit? There's baseball, there's balls flying everywhere. Yeah. And they're they're not soft. They're, it, it, it's insane how many are flying all around. <laughs> they're having a family dinner with the dad, the son, and the girlfriend, and Terry is in the living room, and the girlfriend's all complaining, like, I, I, isn't she going to sit in here with, like, with the rest of her family? And he's like, I'll let her go. She wants to watch the baseball game. And then the son walks in there, and all you hear is, like, Bollywood music, and she's watching some sort of Bollywood, uh, probably public domain thing, Indian thing on the TV, it turned up very loudly. <laughs> Like, it's obviously not the baseball game. Speaking of public domain, at the very beginning, we I put this movie in. I was like, 
I feel like I recognize this song. Is this like Metallica or something? What the fuck? How did this movie afford Metallica? And then I realized we're watching a VHS burn because it's not available release commercially. Mm-hmm. So whomever made the pirated yeah. <laughs> DVD, which I'm anti-piracy, but if this isn't available anywhere else, I'm going to buy this. It's a bootleg. It's a bootleg. Anyway. Generally a gray area. Yes. So anyway, it's a bootlegged one because it's not available elsewhere, but they put like a Metallica song over it. I don't know if it's Metallica, but it's obviously better than whatever this movie yeah. could afford. Yeah, this movie sucked. Uh, but we get the biggest fucking explosion ever at the end. <laughs> yeah. What is- Just like this country shack <laughs> that is, it looks like Independence Day. <laughs> level of explosion at the end of this movie far, yeah it's inc- huge it's explosion. huge it's absurd how big this is and it's kind of awesome yeah <laughs> like- <laughs> so this movie they blow up a huge shack and a guy does a full body burn with the worst audio ever yeah uh, which could be on the vhs whatever but no that's not it's not because of the vhs it's they didn't have audio from it happening. So afterwards, they were just had somebody standing back going, Whoa! <laughs> I'm a go! <laughs> but yeah. yeah, like somebody did a full body burn for this piece of shit. Yeah. Some, some stuntman risked his life. Risked his livelihood for this pile of garbage. And probably got paid way not enough money to do so. And I feel sorry for that man. My last note, this is a dead. <laughs> he does. He dies in this one. Yeah, he gets shot. Oh, what a shame. Poor old, really. poor old Zadar. Not a shame at all. Um, I enjoyed this movie more than you did. It is not good. It's but, garbage. But watching the absurdity of uh, the interactions, like you were talking about, about him screaming epi- epi- exposition, uh, William Smith's not giving a shit at all about what is happening. And just phoning it in is uh, is enjoyable in a train wrecky kind of way. For all of those bits, there's just like half an hour straight of people who don't know how to act in a movie that doesn't by a writer who doesn't know how to write. There's a there's a the scene where Robert Zadar arrests the dad is pretty terrible, and that it was obviously like one take. What the fuck just happened? Justin just pulled his shirt up, up to his booblets, and then like pulled out an 18-inch piece of yarn. There's just like string in my shirt. <laughs> no, I don't think that was in your shirt. I think you pulled that out of somewhere. It was under my shirt. I just felt like a weird lump. And I was like, oh, that must be part of the pattern. And then I realized it's the part of the shirt that doesn't have a pattern on it. It's weird. I've been wearing this shirt all day. <laughs> freaked anyway. me out <laughs> like like i'm chris angel just like <laughs> pull it out <laughs> that would be awesome if you were like practice that's a way you can propose dude like you like start getting magic lessons or something <laughs> and then just like vomit up a condom with a with a wedding ring in it no that's just romance like a condom <laughs> with a wedding ring in it i guess there's been big thing like people are proposing with avocados okay like you uh, there's no there's an avocado and you open it up and there's a ring inside hmm. okay apparently that's a thing that's all my story that's the entirety of my story and i think it's weird and dumb why avocados because hipsters like avocados i guess 
you know, they're a superfood. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you could do that with like any fruit, right? Sure. Avocado is a vegetable, I believe, but. Hmm. I'll remember maybe, that for next time. Maybe it's technically a fruit. I wouldn't, I wouldn't eat it like a fruit. Do you eat fruit like fruit? Yeah. Oh. I like some fruit. Hmm. In a pie. I'm not a big pie guy. Um, so in my never ending quest to turn the podcast into f- books instead of movies, <laughs> it's your podcast, <laughs> like it was, it was all your idea. And then I was like, oh yeah, that'd be cool. Cause I'm a pussy and this will be fun. And you're just like, it's not good enough for me anymore. It's not, it's not giving me the old rush like it used to. <laughs> no, no, it is. I'm just going to fucking... Fuck you, Justin. I'm no. going to do books. What have I told you? I've told you the whole time, <laughs> bring me something. Bring me something and we will do it. If you did come up with a Pokemon corner and you wanted to like get into talking about that shit, like come up with shit and we will do it. This week I cut a couple low tads. Uh, not not quite enough to evolve the low tad. What's your... But, uh, they what's only your, come out in the rain, so... How long until you think you're going to be able to bump those guys up um well it's it's uh stopping the snow so as long as the snow stops and we still get this precipitation they like they like the rain okay uh pokemon go added weather mm-hmm. back in september and uh so low tads come out in the rain uh see i have conversations with my wife where i don't give a shit about what she's saying i can do it to you too yeah just proved it right there thanks so anyway uh so Added a little site, uh, part on the site uh, for the horribly named Novel Ideas with Russ. Thank you for that. You're you, welcome. You, <laughs> like it, it was already named before I actually was doing it. And I was like, God damn it. It's got a <laughs> fucking Novel Ideas. God damn it. I don't remember that your other corner was named. Uh, I don't even remember what it was. I don't know. I named something else and I liked it. Um. So I'm doing some on the site, but what we're going to do is we're going to uh, read a book that I thought was really awesome, and uh, we're going to talk to the author here in a minute. So not in a minute, right now. And if you don't hear it, it's because it all went horribly wrong and we didn't get the audio right. Yeah. Bye. Hey, Lucas, this is Russ. Hey, Russ. How's it going? Good, good. I got Justin here with me. How you doing? Hey, Justin. So we were just talking about what races we hate the least. Or the most. That joke just failed already. Yeah, already. Oh. Well, Why well. would you start off like that? Well, I figured I just did a little hazing by fire, right? So. Sure. <laughs> uh, just you even listened to the podcast? Did you make the, him do that? No, no, no. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be bad, actually, if he did just dive in? and <laughs> He was just like, yeah. you know what? I really do hate. And then he just started going off. Yeah. And you and I are just making eye contact with one another. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, well, I think I can name two people that he hates right now. <laughs> yeah, he's regretting this. Um, so we we wanted you to come on. You just uh, released uh, Gods of the Dark Web. Yes, I did. Uh, from Deadite here just recently. Uh, and it's a super cool book. Uh, Justin, the whole idea of it is Justin hasn't read it. Uh, Justin's not a horror guy. Oh, okay. I'm being in- the, the whole point of the podcast is I'm being introduced to horror. By oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. So the whole idea of the book, Justin, is is that uh, uh, questioning what happens on the dark web, 
who's responsible for it or what's responsible for it. Does that sound like an okay synopsis there, Lucas? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, then of course, I add a little bit of, I mean, I don't know, since he's not a horror fan, he might not know what I'm talking about when I say things get a little Lovecraftian <laughs> from there. Yeah. Well, he's kind of a dumbass, too, so that doesn't help. I am a nerd, so <laughs> I know Lovecraft. Uh, okay, I'm also a software enough, developer, so the dark web is a thing that I'm familiar with. There's very few things that actually bother me, uh, but the concept of the dark web is one that legitimately freaks me out. Did you yeah. do any real research? I don't want to, if you did, I just want a yes or no, and then you can talk vaguely about it, but I don't want any details if there is anything. Because you don't have the... to incriminate yourself. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I've, uh, I've actually never gone on the dark web. I just did a lot of a lot of reading. I, uh, you know, I, I was, I was kind of freaked out, you know, you, cause you hear all these stories and I'm like, Oh my God, what if I like get hacked and then crazy people start stalking me or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. We all see in black mirror. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so that makes me feel a little bit better. I can feel rest a little bit easier talking to you knowing that, that you weren't actually there, but I guess that's what somebody would say if they were on there. It's true. That is true. That is true. I could be totally full of shit. <laughs> Hmm. And now he's in my computer somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm living in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you just had this come out through Deadite. This is your first uh, uh, major release, right? You know, I had, um, yeah, I mean, I had a, uh, a book called Flesh and Fire come out through Journal Stone, but it was part of their uh, Double Down series. So it was actually a flip book with another author. Okay. Um, it was with uh, Dark of Night by Jonathan Mayberry. So you get two books for the price of one, which, you know, even if you hate my book, you get a cool uh, Jonathan Mayberry uh, zombie novel. That fucking Mayberry always <laughs> leeching off of you, right? Can, know, we, can, right? We, can we start that now? That, like, should you guys have major beef? We can totally start a rumor. All I right. mean, why not? I like that. <laughs> you know what? Fuck Mayberry. <laughs> we're, we're laying it down right now. As, as somebody who has never heard of him before. <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> to be fair, you hadn't heard of Lucas until two seconds ago. That's true. Yeah, but, but don't tell him that. <laughs> he doesn't need to know. No, you're laying it down now. You're choosing sides. Um, so so with Gods, um, is this the beginning of a, of a new world, or do you feel like this has concluded the story? You know, um, I, I hadn't given any thoughts to sequelizing it, but then, like, something you said in your review of it kind of, you know, got the wheels turning a little bit where I was like, man, I mean, this really kind of lends itself to, like, um, you know, a larger mythology. I mean, uh, I mean, I told Jeff Burke on his podcast uh, that, like, um, one of the things I wanted to do with, with Gods of the Dark Web was um, was write my own, you know, mythos story. And, um, and I think... Uh, yeah, the the um, the mythology is certainly there, so I could I could certainly revisit the world anytime I I feel compelled to. Do you have other things that uh, you've, you're working on now, or that you've got uh, on the horizon? Um, yeah, I got this book called "We Are the Accused," which is kind of a cross between uh, Brian Keene's um, "Gathering of Crows" and the the, com- the Preacher comics, um, and I'm I'm shopping that around. Uh, so we'll see if a publisher picks that up or not. And then, um, yeah, I'm just kind of uh, mostly just been focused on um, the release of Gods of the Dark Web and kind of putting on my marketing hat. I love that you you just made it. You said Brian Keene, and I was like, yeah. 
and then you said preacher and i was like i don't know what that is but justin was over here and had no idea what brian keen was and saw preacher and then got a nerd boner yeah i was excited oh nice <laughs> yeah i actually think preacher is like probably one of the greatest stories ever told i think that's like one of my favorites yeah it is definitely up there uh so i have a question knowing nothing about this book but uh, the conversation has been interesting. How do you feel like your research and, and going through the book and everything, has that changed your internet habits at all? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, uh, I, I mean, my internet habits are pretty, uh, pretty limited these days. I, I mostly just, uh, stick to Facebook and Twitter and, you know, I don't really do a lot of those um, Facebook quizzes is every time I, every I swear every time I, I, I did, like I would get like, you know, hacked or something. So I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was just bad luck, but it seemed to be every time. Every I just time got I did new, one of those quizzes. I just got a new phone. So you know, I had to one? try to figure out what, uh, what browser to watch porn in that was going to like cause the least mess and be the easiest to delete. So it was a fiasco. Luckily I got it all under control though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you've gone like full crazy and just, gone through the onion router for everything right i'm sorry you haven't gone full crazy and just use the onion router for everything like everyone's everything's being tracked i can't let them track me oh no i mean it's it's kind of you know i mean there's really i don't i don't know i'm not, I'm not very interesting i mean there's not really a whole lot of things that can really um i don't know like if they are watching me i don't i don't know <laughs> they'd be pretty bored that, that's exactly the way i feel like all of these fucking people are so obsessed about the people watching them and listening to their conversations from through alexa and all of this and like nobody gives a shit about what you were doing you were not that interesting hell we know because yeah, we yeah. Tr we try to talk and have people listen and nobody fucking does so <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i mean lots of people do and your book is going to be wider reaching now yeah <laughs> That's, That's ever, ever the salesman. Yeah, I might have to change change the change my approach. Uh, you know, who knows? We'll see. Um, so you've what are you doing anything else? You said you were doing the marketing side of the release and everything. Are you do you have any conventions or signings or anything coming up like that? Or and uh, what's the, yeah, the I've best? Yeah, um, I've been doing. I've been you know kind of making the podcast rounds. You know, I've been on uh, the JDO show. I've been on. Um, get lit with lisa i've been on bizong um i was just on jeff attacks um you know and uh, uh brian Keane said you know next time i'm in the pennsylvania area you know he'd like to have me on the show so you know i'm trying to do my thing and i and i do have family in pennsylvania so that is conceivable <laughs> and uh and i'm doing killer con in august i i'm uh I'm in the process right now of arranging to make the 19-hour drive to Killer Con, actually. So if that's the case, oh, you absolutely should. It's, uh, it'll be a good time. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really excited for it. Um, so are you setting up as a as a as a guest there, or are you getting a vendor booth, or you're just going to be there? As yeah, a fan? I'll be tabling with. Um, I'll be tabling with. Uh, do you know John Wayne Communale? No. Okay, he wrote uh, Death Packs and Left Hand Paths. Okay, and he wrote um, Charge Land. And he and I, he and I got a table together, so we're going to be doing that. Who do you know who released that? Um, Death ha Death Packs and Left Hand Pass was released by Grindhouse Press, and he's had a few things out with the Racerhead and Rooster Republic as oh, okay. well. I know yeah. what Russ will be reading next. <laughs> well, I'm glad we could have you on to plug that other guy's stuff. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm like, tell me more yeah, about totally. this other guy's stuff. 
I want to hear more about no, of course. A- anybody other than John fucking Wayne's Mayberry. Great. John Wayne has been John Wayne has been uh, so supportive. I mean, I have to I have to put him over as often as I can. You know. Yeah. So uh, I again, man, I've got to give you credit. It was the first thing that I read by you, and I was uh, I was pretty uh, impressed and blown away enough that I wanted to to have you on and that uh, just to tell you to keep going uh, with exactly what you're doing because it was it was dark enough, it was deep enough, uh, and it was fucked up enough that uh i just dropped shit that uh thank you so much i i appreciate that it was uh you you had gotten back to me like right away i mean i sent it to you and then like i think an hour later you were like well i just finished reading it (laughs) yeah that's that's how yeah remember when i said how boring my life was they they would be watching me just sit and read your book so pretty much yeah actively (laughs) neglecting your children yeah reading yeah exactly (laughs) yeah they can feed and bathe themselves yeah or each other of course yeah um yeah so where can where can everybody pick it up uh, i know it's on amazon it's on amazon um if you're if you don't want to feed uh the the amazon monster though you can always go to indiebound.org and order it from for your favorite indie bookstore um and it's on barnes and noble as well cool uh well hopefully i'm uh, i can make it out there like i said i'm in the process it's a it's a big haul for me but uh uh, a lot of people at KillerCon that I was really hoping to try to be able to meet, and uh, you might have pushed me over the edge there. Yeah, no, we'd love to see you. Cool. All right, man. Thanks again, uh, Lucas Mangum. Are you, you're not related to Jeff Mangum, right? I am not. Although I get that a lot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we might be distantly related, um, but uh, but you know, I've never seen him at any uh, family events or uh, anything like that. So, so my entire left leg is the uh, is the cover of that album. So, oh my gosh! Yeah, wow. So, okay. Well, there goes that. I was hoping I had an in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, I'll be looking forward to whatever else you got, and hopefully, uh, I can buy you a beer in uh, in uh, Austin. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Russ. We'll right. uh, we'll have to do something uh, soon when you're here. We'll do. Thanks, man. Thanks. All right. Bye. Take care. Yep. Thanks, Justin. Bye bye. So I realized one giant flaw in that entire process okay, is that, like, he's not our friend. He's just a guy that I appreciated his work and we, you know, mm-hmm. wanted to help out or whatever. But, uh, yeah, he doesn't know that, like, we're assholes. So, like, immediately when <laughs> to I To be was... fair, you started off in the most asshole way. <laughs> I'm not Could saying... not have gone more straight asshole. Yeah. No, I, I'm not saying it's not me. I'm just saying, like, I, <laughs> I forget that s- people don't. And then I, I think you made him talk about other people's work more than his own. But Well, the only reason I had him on is so I could get like more things on my to-read list. I yeah. was like, this guy obviously has good taste. If he wrote a good book, then sure. I want to know what else. Yeah. Um, hashtag fuck Mayberry. <laughs> yeah, fuck Mayberry. <laughs> this poor guy. <laughs> Fucking Barney Fife and his <laughs> back home bullshit. <laughs> It's probably not fair because if he got paired up with Lucas, he's probably a good author that yeah. I would like. But you gotta you gotta pick. You gotta stand your ground, right? Exactly. Uh, like I had a a really good friend in high school who had like a beef with another guy who I kind of liked. But this guy's my buddy. Mm-hmm. I gotta have his back. So I would yeah. like fucking kick him in the hallway or whatever. <laughs> and in like my mind, I'm like, I'm sorry, I gotta do this. We're bros. And then I'd kick him. Uh yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm friends with both of them. <laughs> I meant, I didn't mean that. Your story was whatever. Oh. I meant, I meant, you know, the thing we just did. Oh. 
Yeah, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm just glad that we have an enemy. That's all I ever really wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our first guest and our first enemy. Well, yeah. That's good. Luckily, they're not the same person. <laughs> so far. <laughs> uh, Soul Taker? Soul Taker. Synopsis. Uh, Soul Taker is about an Estevez who couldn't quite cut it. <laughs> this, this is the dies. Estevez that's below Emilio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He goes around taking uh, souls, weird concept I know, after people die, and uh, he has to chase around some some kids whose souls were thrown from their vehicle when they crashed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Overall thoughts on Soul Taker? Uh, This was a a bad, fun movie, whereas Evil Alter was just bad. Okay. Uh, I disagree. This was just bad. Evil Alter was fun bad. See, this one, I thought Evil Alter was too stilted. This one was more fun, but whatever. Let's talk about it. So, first of all, all of the teenagers are 41 years old. Sure. I mean, the the main teenage lady wrote the yeah. the screenplay. And it says, like, she's on the cover, I think. Like, it says, like, first screenplay written by blah, blah. And most of the time, you don't advertise that. Yeah, I don't know. But she's like... I don't know. She's a novelist and stuff. I think she might be important. Seems like a wrong, the wrong word. I think she might be bigger than this movie. Okay, but probably not by much. Oh, I haven't heard of either. <laughs> so, you know, uh, Robert Zadar in this movie. Do you remember the Tiger Man, like the Native American guy that turned himself into a tiger? Mm, no. You talk about anything for a minute while I pull this picture up. Uh, so the, there's a guy in the beginning who, uh, is our first victim of taking his soul. He looked like Brian Doyle Murphy. That's what I have to say about that. Uh, the, the, the friend's car, what the fuck were up with, was up with her hubcaps. Like they were like the weirdest hubcaps I've ever seen in my life. I didn't notice the hubcaps, but I did find this picture. So this is the guy uh, who has passed away since, but he's like a big body modification guy. And this is what Robert Zadar looked like in this movie. It's the dude that has changed his face to look like a tiger. Okay. Because he has like mega liposuction and he's a chubby guy to begin with. And like he split his lips. So it looks like a cat lip. That looks like Robert Zadar in this movie because he looks rough. I mean, because his face is slightly wider than it should be well and like his flowing blonde locks sure like this is the fabio version of robert zadar do you remember when fabio got hit in the face with a goose <laughs> that's incredible that, that was the best thing <laughs> i don't believe in god but if i did that would be a gift well what did fabio ever do to anybody he's never there's no sex scandals involving fabio i don't that's know not fair i don't know but fuck that guy <laughs> He got hit in the face with a goose. That's not fair. Like, have you ever seen the video? Like, it didn't. Yeah. They didn't get the vent. So, like, he <laughs> he is uh, in the front seat of this roller coaster with a bunch of women in togas. Well, yeah, because I think it's like the ceremonial. Yeah, it's the first. Ride. It's the first ride ever for this roller coaster, and they invited Fabio <laughs> to be <laughs> the the guy who rides to, in front. Yeah. 
and the guy who's not in a toga when everyone else is, <laughs> which is also funny. So they're all excited. They like interview them and beforehand and everything, and then it takes off. And then they didn't have any cameras around until it comes back, and his face is just covered in blood. They're like women in, in the like behind him, just covered in goose viscera, who are just not happy about that. Everyone's just freaking the fuck out. Oh, it's so good. But it's so good. But how, all right, so I think that would be hilarious if it happened. <laughs> Anyone, let alone it being Fabio. But you did Fabio with his big <laughs> stupid face. Like you I keep I saying can't that. Believe, What's I your can't believe with... that anyone would find Robert Zadar attractive, but I feel like Fabio has the biggest face of anyone anyone <laughs> has ever found attractive. Like his head is just giant. Like, yeah. I think Fabio is is like the barb like a real life Barbie. For women, for like sure. he, he's he's like a cartoon character. Mm-hmm. But again, what's your beef with Fabio? Like, I don't think he's ever done anything to anyone. Fabio. You said fuck he's him, just... and you made you want to believe in God that he got in the face. He's, he didn't make me want to believe in God, but if I did believe in God, that would be a gift from him, and I would know that, and I would be like, "Gotcha, thanks." The only other person I received that, mm-hmm. and I am very grateful. No, I feel like if I could choose somebody to get hit in the face. With yeah, the goose. I mean, you know who it would be? Who? Fucking Mayberry. Yeah, because fuck him. <laughs> I've never seen his face, but I bet it's bulbous like Fabio's, yeah. but like not in a good way. Mm-hmm. He's got a, a Fabio like face, mm-hmm. but that like, deserves to get hit with a goose. Yeah, like like Robert Zadar. He's got a big fat Robert Zadar face that just just like is cruising for a goosin. <laughs> That's our new T-shirt right there. <laughs> it's Mayberry's face Boom. getting hit by getting hit by a goose. Uh, I don't know who this person is. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I actually, I really want to read his book now. <laughs> so, uh, Robert's here, here's the thing. You know how shitty of a of a of a of a Estevez you are is when you were playing second fiddle to Robert Zadar mm-hmm. because Robert Zadar is the angel of death. Yeah. He's like he's in the charge one, of everyone. And he's the one telling Estevez what to do. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, these people are going to die. It's going to happen here at this time. I've given you all the information you need to know. So you couldn't possibly fuck this up <laughs> and go. <laughs> Uh, luckily, he fucks it up. Yeah, Total, he's an incompetent, like Grim Reaper. Is basically yeah. This would have been way better if it was a comedy. Like if it was like he he goes. To, That's a good movie. That's another idea right there. Like we make the Wait, shitty. Didn't they do that? Uh isn't there isn't there a movie with like a bunch of dead people who like try to get a couple together? Oh, it's the name of a song. And, uh, Trap Dead Fred? No, Trap Dead Fred is great. Uh, name old 50s era songs about angels. Go. Angel of My Heart. Angel Wings. Angel of My Heart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if either one of those things are, are songs, by the way. I just... 
started saying angel things. I'm gonna look up. Oh, uh, by the way, the Summerfest banner. I I would if I could I would give that award for most generic banner ever in the world. It was a white banner, black text said Summerfest, and it was like hung shittily. Nothing about <laughs> nothing about that said fun. Also, Summerfest is just like four tents set up in a field with nothing actually happening. Sounds like a fun place to go. Um, right, I think it's right after the accident. Uh, there's a dude in the red shirt that's trying to look around for their missing friend, and he is bad at looking for people because he basically stands. Or no, no, he's like at the park or party or Summerfest, right? He's trying to find these people, and he stands in one spot in the middle of this big carnival, and just keeps looking at two o'clock, eleven o'clock, two o'clock. 11 o'clock. Dude, there's like 1, 12, and that's it in between. In the 30s. <laughs> it was pretty rough. Uh, I did write two quotes from Robert Zadar to tell you how serious he is about the jobs that he does. Did he yell exposition at someone again? Uh, no. So things that he told, two things that he told Estevez during this is, you know the penalty for presumption. The penalty for presumption, yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I was like, that sounds like it's so deep, but it means nothing. The other one was he instructed him to make sure that he abides by the laws of time and space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Estevez was going to be like, damn it. I was going to not abide by those laws. But here's the thing. If you're the angel of death and you can opt to not abide by the laws of time and space, why would you not? Yeah, I mean... That's the whole point of being an angel, right? That's what uh, uh, It's a Wonderful Life taught us. Just fuck with time and space and you could make a dude happy and get your wings. I don't think that means anything. <laughs> it, it's just, it's it's the, the soul taker version of the techno babble from Star Trek. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Good. Um... Yeah, so this movie is basically him trying to pick... It's a slasher movie for kids that have already died. Uh, Not for kids that have already died as in the viewer. (laughs) Sure. He's stalking dead people. Yeah. Well, they're still living. They're brain dead people. Yeah. Because their souls are missing. But he's... They don't know that. So we see him take the soul... From the Brian Doyle Murphy looking dude, uh, Brian Doyle Murray <laughs> looking dude, and then uh, they're like, it's going to get into an accident at this time, and they hit the tree, and they make the same like green effect go forward, and I was like, that's stupid, it makes it look like their fucking souls just jumped out of the car. And then I realized that's exactly what just fucking happened. And that's the whole goddamn point of this movie. Nailed it. <laughs> they hit a tree so hard, their souls came out of the car. Uh, I've seen things where, like, a dude gets tackled and his shoes literally fall off, but not hard enough that his soul gets popped out. Yeah. I don't know what to search for this movie. What are you talking about? Oh, you're still hung up on that? Let it go. I can't. Come back next episode. You've that's met your me homework. Before. I can't. That's your homework. Um. I can't. Yeah, so one by one, they start getting picked off, and then they actually die in real life, right? Yeah. Because he captures their souls, and then they die. 
yeah, Bill Billy is Billy the one the driver. Sure, he get he becomes the soul taker. Yeah, so he ends up being twist of the plot. I don't know what's happening to me right now. <laughs> I'm like, wasted. It's on your silly string that is in your shirt. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted. I just want to read my notes. Okay. Is that Brian Dormer? Hubcaps. Okay. Uh, was whiskey storage a feature listed when selling the car? Like the dude just has a, a something in his dashboard that he just pulls whiskey, like a bottle of Jack, out of. Mm-hmm. Was that a feature? Was that listed yeah. when he bought the car? Yeah. Cool. Well, I need I need to buy cars from back then. In high school, store all my whiskey. In high school, Ben built a thing at the top of his car so mm-hmm. that he would have a two liter of pop or water up there with a giant straw so that he would just grab the straw and it always had a two liter up there so he could just have a drink whatever like he in wayne's world where they have the licorice dispenser exactly, and the Murphmobile. yeah that's exactly what it is Except i it was always a wanted that licorice dispenser <laughs> uh he hit the he hit the tree so hard their souls flew out which i wrote down jokingly and then my next note was sweet jesus that's actually the premise <laughs> At one point, they're running away from Soul Taker, and they have to stop because her ankle hurts. But, <laughs> but she's they, just a soul. Yeah. They establish later that he gets thrown out of windows, and he's fine. But her ankle is sore. Uh, uh, so, yeah, they go to the, the house, and the mom is there. And so I was like, oh, is she Force-sensitive? The, that must be what they're saying, like, she's, because she's talking to them and everything, and they're like, oh, she's Soul Taker. Uh, so, she gets naked, ready to take a, a bath, and then that's when the mom reveals herself to be the Soul Taker, and so she's completely topless, right? In comes uh, the guy, the, the her boyfriend, Zach, who has figured out that it's not the mom. He comes rushing in, and... Hits Soul Taker with something, but there's again, they're they're souls, so somehow this has an effect. And then tells her, run and get your dad's gun, right? So somehow she put a bra on while in mid sprint. That's talent. <laughs> it takes me way too long just to take one off. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then my last note is. So they they go up to floor seven, which the, the the they don't have a floor seven, but that's where the soul takers live apparently. And he says you have to seal it with a kiss, like that's how you become a soul taker. And I was like, does that mean that he had to kiss Robert Zadar? <laughs> and then that's what I pictured for the rest of the movie. This is not a good movie. It's, but no, it's, it's really not. It's better than Evil Altar. It is not. It's, better it's than fun. Evil Altar. No, Evil Altar was fun. No. Yes. No, it was just stilted, and there was, like, a mystery plot that didn't need to be there, and, like, this dude is lazily looking for his son, who's, like, yeah. this That movie sucks. Soul Taker's at least fun. No. They wrong. have black rings that they put the soul in, and then they become glow sticks. I'm going to see if either of these are on Rotten Tomatoes, and we will see what the consensus of the world is. Well, I can check. You check Robert Tomatoes. I'll check IMDb. You guys all wait for us to do that. 
Yeah. <laughs> so the good news is, is next week we'll have another Zadar cast. No. <laughs> it's not. God. It's Thank not. God. <laughs> Evil Alter has a 3.4 out of 10. Okay. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes does no rating. It has one review that says a bad film. <laughs> For Evil Alter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. We'll just go with IMDb. And what does Soul Taker have? Soul Taker has a 2.3. Boom. Thank you, America. But it's not. It's, there's no way that it's. In your def- in your defense, America also chose Trump. So <laughs> it's true. Three thousand three hundred eighty-six people have rated this movie. That's three thousand three hundred eighty-five too many. <laughs> Does anybody have any like five-star reviews or ten-star reviews? Uh, let's let's look at the reviews. First, oh, Soul Taker, Soul Taker was on uh, Mystery Science Three Theater, Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand. Oh, so that I think that's why, because the first review is talking about MSTK three, MST three K. Uh, that's how they saw it. <laughs> three out of ten. Warning: spoilers. Okay, this is not a funny bit. Ten, oh, 10 out of 10. Okay. Oh, good. This is what I want to hear. Here we go. I'm going to read this in its entirety. Give it to this us. This is not fun. I have read quite a few comments about Soul Taker and, have bad, and how bad the movie is or isn't. As a filmmaker myself, I can tell you that given the same set of parameters... <laughs> we have to find out what this guy made. Or woman. We have to find out what they made and watch it. <laughs> their IMD, Okay, their IMDb name is Foundation Records. Okay. As a filmmaker myself, I can tell you that given the same set of parameters, most of the heavy critics on here would have a completely different opinion of Soul Taker, or most movies done on a low budget if they worked in the business. I had the honor of distributing this film for AIP Studios when it came out. Uh, not fair. (laughs) (laughs) It will go down as one of the most successful selling movies I carried during my time as a distributor. The video That's stores not, you can't review your own. The video stores ate it up and they rented very well. There was an entire industry devoted to making low budget or B movies, especially back then. AIP Studios, PM Entertainment, blah blah blah. These companies put out products every month that was well received by video stores and makers of these films. Okay, here's the thing. I'm blah. cutting off. Oh my god, there's so much more. I don't disagree with what he said about that. It probably did sell fine, it probably did rent fine, and they did make them. But it doesn't mean it's good. I want to see where this sentence starts. Oh, Robert Zadar is listed in here. Uh, the playing field is different, and that's part of the magic. I directed a picture called Meltdown with Joe Estevez and Robert Zadar. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> Do you oh, know that movie? No, but I'm going to find it and buy it right now. <laughs> in it, strangely in... With Joe Estevez and Robert Zadar in it, strangely enough. And I can tell you, both of them are not only great people to work with, but are excellent actors to boot. That is how B-movies are done. They either have an actor like Joe, who can come from a famous acting family, or they are older A-level actors who are no longer at the top of the heap. For example, Christopher Plummer, Martin Landau, David Carradine, Rip, Tony (laughs) Curtis, and the list goes on. This guy, I found him. So I found Meltdown. Uh-huh. The filmography is actor, writer, cinematographer, composer, director, all with one for Meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, 
It's one more than film than either of us has directed. What are you talking about? I'm an award-winning filmmaker. <laughs> Feature. How's that? Okay. I know you write books now, but wait, who is this? Oh, he's ta- he's talking directly to the, the writer of the script, okay. Vivian. I know you write books now, but it would be great if you would do more movies. The business, the business could use your talent. And then followed by that is a 2 out of 10 review called Soul Sucker. <laughs> oh, I got to find Meltdown. I got All right, that's my homework. I got to find Meltdown. Okay, here's here's a 10 out of 10 review. This is this is, is this our person new, this involved is, in production. I don't know, but it is considerably uh less lengthy. It, the title of this review is Original Uncut Version Better Than I Thought. After reading the widely diverging opinion, opinions on this movie, Soul Taker, and being a big fan of the genre, I decided to look at this one, the uncut version, myself. While it's nothing to set the world on fire, he gave it a 10 on 10. Yeah, that's setting the world on fire. <laughs> While it's nothing to set the world on fire, there are way too many detractors who have overlooked its more interesting and original elements. Definitely deserves a vote, at least a vote of 3 or 4, and those who rank it with the worst movie should have really their heads examined. That's an awkward sentence. Uh, but I want to point out everybody chose Evil Alter. Yeah. Just so you know. Uh, next week? Next week. First film. You're still on your phone. <laughs> this does not sound like the review of a horror movie. Pleasant fun, straightforward satire. <laughs> Starring John Carradine. Speaking of uh, actors from famous families, <laughs> Stella Stevens, Henry Gibson, Claude Aikens, Donald Moffat, and Howard Duff. Actually, if that was re-released today, that poster was made. There'd be another name at the top of that, just so you know. Oh, okay. Uh, Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Hertz present. A trauma team release? We're watching a trauma movie? No, you're watching a release. They didn't make it. They oh, released it. Okay. My, I, yep. Monster in the closet. Uh. <laughs> so you got to have something sexy on the front cover, right? Oh, of course you do. It's yeah. A, it's a... So it's a normal looking closet. And then sticking out of it is a hand, like a monster hand. Uh like coming at you scary right except on the pinky finger it's got a bra <laughs> like a like coming out of it coming out of it it's hooked a bra mm-hmm. and there's just a bra dangling and that's the sexy bit that they had to put on the front cover yeah it worked made me run it when i was little <laughs> what are we going to see in monster in the closet monster in the closet that is um i believe that's the prequel to uh little monsters right uh, which all lives in the Monsters, Inc. Uh, family. Okay. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Universe? Sort it's, of. Universe is the word to use now. Okay. It's a shared universe. So what are you going to see? Like Cloverfield. Uh, it, I believe we're going to see... I, I'm going to assume this came out after Freddy. Okay. <clears throat> and that this is... Somebody's like, oh, Freddy was cool. What if we did something like that? Uh, but we can't do that. So monsters in the closet. That's, that's what we'll do. Good. All right. Well, you might be closer than you think. Second film. (laughs) (laughs) What are the odds you said Freddy, dude? 
the man of your dreams is back. A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Uh, I don't know what's happening in this poster. Uh, okay, so a man is cradling a woman in a bathroom. But then you look, there's a mirror there, and it's actually kind of Freddy. But instead of Freddy, it's a skull man. And there's a crow and lightning. Uh, that's weird. Also, is it takes place during Christmas because A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, is all red and green. <laughs> well, it's also his sweater. His sweater's red and brown, isn't it? No, it's red and green. Is it red and green? For sure. Oh, okay. Well, I'm bad with colors also, not just faces. <laughs> what are we going to see? So you've seen the original. Yes. Right? So this was like the small indie movie that just blew up, super creative. Mm-hmm. Now they have a massive movie on their hands. We need a sequel. We need a sequel. What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, at the end of the first movie, he they take off in the Freddy Mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this one picks up right where that left off. And it's really telling... Uh, it's a, it's, it's a road trip comedy, but it's also kind of like Herbie fully loaded, but way before Herbie fully loaded, you know, mm-hmm. um, in that it's, it's really about the relationship between, uh, the woman slash victim and her car. And it really becomes, it's like beauty and the beast. It's kind of Stockholm syndrome in a way okay. that they develop a relationship, but Freddie's the uh, car the whole time, but Freddie's the car the whole time. Uh, it it's like it's dream? like it, it was actually the inspiration, I believe, for uh, Knight Rider. Okay, is is it? Where does the dream thing come into play? They've abandoned that. Oh, that okay. that never fine. comes into the okay. whole series again. Which makes sense for sequels, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I love that it's called Nightmare on Elm Street Two, and they've abandoned <laughs> they've abandoned the dream yeah. thing in your scenario. No, it's no, it's it's all it's Freddy as a car. Yeah, uh, you know, because that's that's what everyone. You know, it was a big hit, but the producer was like, the studio was like, yeah, but we need to make this a little more uh, family friendly. And so this, the, it's not exactly family friendly, you know, the, but there's no more blood fountains. Uh, it, it is a little toned down. And, you know, I'm not going to say that it got the kiddies into the theater like, like they wanted, but it is a bit of a, I will say it's a bit of a compromise of a film, which, you know. It's why it's the dud in the series. Oh, oh this is the dud? This is definitely the dud in okay. the series. Um, so what you just said reminded me of like, <laughs> in this world where Nightmare on Elm Street abandons the nightmare logic, this is one of the dumbest things ever, this movie. We're not watching it or anything, okay. but I just have to tell you that it exists. Okay, I'm learning that something exists. A haunting in Connecticut too. Okay. Ghosts of Georgia, based on a true story. <laughs> so hold on, hold on. So there was a haunting in Connecticut, which is based on a haunting in Connecticut, and then they had a movie that was set in Georgia. It's the so haunting they called in it- Connecticut too. <laughs> Ghosts in Georgia. Ghosts of Georgia. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. That's so stupid. Justin, what else you got for us? Oh God, I forgot his name. Mayberry. What? Mayberry. Mayberry. Fuck Mayberry. Hey, bada 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 bada. Hey, bada 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 swing bada.